I'll come when I get there. So Jesus shows up when he gets there. Amen, amen. But he's never a day late nor a dollar short. So sooner or later, it will turn in our favor. And if you believe that, God will come through and will manifest himself every single time. But we have to believe by faith. We can't walk this road by what we see or else we'd give up with every step we take. But if we walk it by faith and not by sight, we shall reach our destination on time. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this glorious day that was not promised. We thank you for the people who have gathered here today to hear a word from you, Lord God. Empty me out and pour your spirit inside of me. That the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, be acceptable in your sight. Yes, oh Lord, my strength, my rock, yes. and my redeemer. Yes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Even all honor and glory to God who sits high and looks low who is the head of my household, he is the husbandman of my camp. Amen. Anybody ask me who I'm married to, I tell them I'm married to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he's the only man that won't mess off on me. He's the only one that won't leave me nor forsake me. He's the only one that will be faithful to the end. So therefore, I am married to Jesus Amen. for the Amen. rest of my days, Amen. and I shall serve him yes, in the spirit of excellence. Amen. Jesus. If you would please turn with me to Romans chapter 10. And we're going to start at verses 13, and we're going to read through 17. Romans chapter 10. If you don't have your word with you, I'm sure one of the saints will share their Bible with you. Hallelujah. All right, let's not everybody jump at one time. <laughs> Ms. Wynn says she all right? She got it. Romans chapter 10, verses 13 through 17. And today, I'm going to surprise y'all and read from the King James Version. Amen. Because it reads extremely well and it gets to the point. And the word that jumps out at me is whosoever. Amen. For whosoever. <laughs> shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Now, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Amen. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? 
and how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. See, not everybody who hears it obeys it. For Isaiah says, Lord, who hath believed thy report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You may be seated in his presence. My subject title today is From the Pew to the Pulpit. From the Pew to the Pulpit. When I used to go to church years ago, When I wasn't participating in church, which was very rare, I would oftentimes sit at the front of the sanctuary. As I got older, and as I began to realize who I was, based on what I had heard from other preachers, I became ashamed of who I was, and so I would enter into the sanctuary and sit at the back, not bringing notice to myself or to my family, because everywhere I went, somebody knew who I was because of my family name. So I would oftentimes go into the tabernacle, if you will, ashamed of who I was, not really understanding why I was. I would sit at the back. But when God got ready for me to take my rightful place in the kingdom of God, he called me to preach. And every time I would try to disguise myself as somebody who was just coming to worship as a regular parishioner, somebody would always point me out. It was so annoying. Because I was trying my best to not be noticed. But when God has a calling upon your life, you can't hide from it. It is what it is. You carry the light. It is what it is. That's it. That's it. And you can't keep hiding who you are because of what mankind has right, said. Right. Yes, that's right. Amen. Amen. Who does God say you are? Amen. And whoever God says you are, that's what counts. Because at the end of the day, when I go before the judgment, I have to go alone. Amen. I can't take my mother with me my father with me, my siblings with me. This is an individual walk. Amen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So when God called me to preach the gospel, I was in my private home. I wasn't in church. Imagine that. Nobody was around me. I was at home alone, actually. Preparing to speak to thousands of women that I'd never spoken to before. I was asked to participate in this huge conference that I'd never done before. And I got a chance to sit with the creme de la creme that I had never seen before. And here I was, this nobody from Dalworth, sitting in the company of great women. I was not assembled with anybody. It was my own quiet space. And as I was preparing to speak a word to God that my spouse and I had put together all night, all day pretty much, God says, I don't want you to talk about that. That's when God started to test my faith. All right. To see if I really trusted him to put the words in my mouth. Amen. Like he did your life. Yeah. So I said, well, God, I haven't practiced anything. I haven't studied this. He said, that's okay. I'll tell you what to say. Most of the time when God calls preachers to preach, yeah. he puts us in a quiet place. Yeah. Now when Paul was called, God was a bit more dramatic with him. <laughs> but for the most of us, God has called many of us in private. Yeah. He doesn't want to make a, a spectacle out of his glory. So a lot of times there is no fanfare, there is no people cheering us on, there is nobody around to see what God is doing in private. When he called Moses, Moses was on the back side of the mountain, tending to some sheep for 40 years after he had killed an Egyptian man. Wow. Killed, not murdered, that's the difference. And as preachers, we must take God's great message of salvation to others so they can respond to the good news. And what is the good news? That Jesus is Lord and Savior. Salvation is free to all who receive it. But you have to receive it. God has called me to take the gospel message to my neighbors. God knows they need it. My family, God knows they need it. My co-workers, God knows they need it. My city, God knows we need it. My state, God knows we could use it. My nation, God knows we need it. The entire world! Can you think of anyone who could use the gospel message right now? I can, right now, our commander-in-chief could sure use some words of love and peace. Amen. Right now, it's all about hate and chaos. So I say today, lift up our commander-in-chief, President Donald Trump. He is the president, whether we want to admit it or not, or say it or not, it is the truth. It is what it is. You can't ignore it. You can't throw it away.
This is our country. We live here, and we have a right to be here, and we have a right to pray about it. Oh, yeah. And, and, and in other words, don't be so sour about the situation to where you can't find no time to pray. Amen. Prayer changes things. Trust oh, me. Yeah. Believe you me. But in order to tell others about Christ, you have to be an effective witness. You can't say I'm all about the Lord and out there living like the devil. Okay. Because Amen. you'll confuse people with your witness. Right. Amen. They'll go, well, is she a prophet or not? Amen. You preach one thing, but you live like the devil in the streets. Amen. You practice something different then you preach. Amen. So have you really been called to preach? Yeah. Or are you just playing? Yeah. See, when God took me from the, 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 the pew to the pulpit, I was diligent in my study. I studied every day. Because I wanted to learn God's word for myself. Oh, yeah. So when I hear the word supposedly being preached behind this sacred desk, I can say, yeah, 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 man, to the truth. Right. And no, that ain't right. That's right. Yep. Because that is not what God said, and that's showing what he meant. Amen. God said, whosoever. Right, yeah. He didn't say black, white, uh, green, orange. He said, whosoever. And I am a part of that whosoever. Ever. Whether you agree with me or not, it doesn't matter. It's what God loves about me that he placed inside of me that counts. Amen. And he has placed the fire of the Holy Ghost inside of me. And sometimes I can't sit still when I'm preaching the gospel because the fire is, is just, it, you know, when the word of God is like fire. Shut up and so when you got the word of God living on the inside of you, you ain't gonna be still for a minute, maybe, yeah. but you ain't gonna be still all the time. You yeah. gotta be moving around. Yeah, yeah. God got tired of me sitting on the many gifts that He's given me. Right. Amen. So God, why you give me so many gifts? I don't know what to do with them. He says, I'll help you. When it's time for you to use the other gifts, there will be a time and a season for that too. Yes, but you have to preach the gospel. Yeah. That is a must. Yeah. We have to be an effective witness. Do we fall short? Yeah. Absolutely. When Jesus was upset about folks selling goods and services in the courthouse of the church, or in the courtyard of the church, he went in and started turning over tables and chairs, and he chased the money exchanges out. Jesus went off. He wasn't having a bad day. Jesus got tired of these folks faking and shaking in the church. All right. Amen. So he tossed them out. Yes, he did. See, we ain't got to do it. Jesus will do it for us. Amen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eventually, we'll all have to explain the content of what and how the gospel has changed us. Amen. Oh, yeah. Amen. What will you say 
the reason why you believe. Why do you believe, Ms. Vera? What would you tell somebody? Why do you believe, Sister Kim? I've experienced the miracles and I've witnessed God. Hallelujah! You better be ready for an answer because a non-believer is going to be challenging you and they will test you every time. You call yourself a Christian and you can't tell me why? I didn't give you any reason why. Hallelujah! And that's the way it should be. You should be able to answer the reason why you believe in Jesus. So why do you believe? Did you receive it by scripture? Romans 10, 9 and 10? Or did someone ask you to repeat after them and say, Lord, I'm a sinner, <laughs> and I want you to come into my heart to save me? See, modeling that Christian life is very important, but it's how you connect with others who don't believe. See, the believers are okay, but it's the people who don't believe. And I were at the dollar store yesterday, Thursday, or one of those days. And the, the, the gentleman was having a bad day. And we were talking about church. And he says, Well, I'm not down with that. Well, of course, this one started to go off. And for me, I said, Well, you know what happened? You know, I like to investigate. Why have you walking away, walk, taking a walk away from church? Why did you walk away? Well, I just don't need that right now. Mm. Well, well, why don't you? Well, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is God, and you need the church. <laughs> you don't want to shove Jesus down people's throats. So I took the more gentle approach. He says, "Well, I understand that some people have taken a step back from church because of persecution." Fellowship with other believers, genuine believers, not these fakers and shakers. They only like it when you put enough money in the place. See, we don't need that here because when God calls you, He equips you, and He also is a provider, so He gives us provision to pay the rent, and to take care of the internet, and to take care of the phone, and to take care of the PO box with just these few people. Amen. Amen. All over the church, yes, in many of them. I've been a treasurer, I've been on the usher board, I've been in the choir, I've been on the missionary society, I've been in the youth director, I've been a section leader at a major church. I, all over the church. God has been training me since I was five years old. Yeah. And at 45, at 54 years old. Ask me where he wants me. Amen. In the church. <laughs> so I've been married to the church for a long time. Oh, yeah. And I'm all right with that because the church has done me well. Yes, Lord. Oh, Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Jesus is Lord in my life all day, every day. Amen. So I have to model that Christian faith everywhere I go. So eventually, evangelists took over. And she had the gentleman to repeat some things. And so he received it. Mm -hmm. And 
and he said that he was no longer happy. Yeah. You got to be careful because the devil is always ready to wreak havoc. Like I told y'all last week, you got to what? Kick the devil out. Yeah. And we kick the devil out of the house. Yeah. And that young man had a better day. So that's why your witness has to be powerful and strong. You can't be no punk. Yeah. You preaching the gospel, no pun intended. You can't be weak. No. You can't be. You can be weeping and welling like Jeremiah was. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. But you can't be a weak warrior. Yeah. What is that? That's like an oxymoron. I'm a warrior when I'm weak. No. Because God don't create no weak warriors. If God can call you to it, He knows that you are strong enough to handle Whatever it is. Yes. Yes. Or else He would allow you to carry it. He won't give us more than we can So He feels like that I'm able to manage this church. So therefore, He has called me to be a shepherd. And I accepted my calling with fervor with humility and grace. Amen. I'm a servant first for the Lord. Yes. Amen. We can't just say we're Christians, but we have to be a true example of what a Christian looks like. We have to look more like Jesus every day. We are not him. See, people get it twisted. We can look more like him, but we ain't Jesus. Ain't but Amen. Amen. And he's the only one that can save the world. We can't do yes, Lord. We can only introduce people to Jesus and we let God do the work. The blood still works, as the psalmist says. Amen. When God called Moses, he objected. He says, who am I, Lord, that I should go to Pharaoh? That I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? You want to call me? I stutter. I can't even speak right. Pharaoh just laughed at my face. Can you just imagine Moses going, uh, the Lord told me, uh, 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 I can do this and God forgave me. I can do it again. He's going to forgive me some more. Starting the church, you ain't got no members. That's all right. Work two or more gathered in his name. That's there right. I am in the midst of them. You got a church full of devils. All these mega churches, they Amen. give them mega money and they got mega lost souls. Oh, Ooh, my God. How many people in your congregation out of your 30, 40, 50,000 are saved? Five? Hmm. Something to think. Jesus. I'm not here to entertain you, but to enlighten you with the word of God. Amen. You can get entertainment from a Vegas showgirl. I'm not her. 
I don't have the build or the body nor the entertainment skills, but I can preach the gospel as God gives it to me. When God called Jeremiah, he objected, Oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. So it don't matter how young or old or in between you are, if God has called you, Amen. answer the call. Yes. Amen. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. God said, Don't say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. See, it ain't meant for you to preach to everybody. Right. Yes. He said to people, I said you yes. Oh, yes. See, don't be so arrogant to think that you're so holy and you got the gospel all up in you that you can just tell it to everybody. Else. God didn't tell you to do all right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yes. Sit down somewhere. Yes. Amen. It's in the Word. Yes. What did God reply? Do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Sometimes we talk too much. God didn't tell you to say that. Be quiet. Amen. He said, don't be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you. That's what he said in Jeremiah 1 and 7. Jeremiah explains further, then the Lord put forth his hands and touched my mouth. See, God will touch your mouth in one way or the other. Either to put words in or to shut it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes people talk too much. Yes. Loose lips sink ships. Sometimes you got to sit somewhere and just be quiet. Yes, yes, yes. I was in the privacy of my own home. I wasn't fellowship with nobody when God called me to preach. It was just me and God. Lord, Lord. And I'm grateful for that experience because the Holy Ghost fell upon me. And I said, Lord, what is this? Had never felt that before. And now I know the presence of God and how it feels. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be your name. Yes, Lord. So Jeremiah was to, to place his confidence in God's word, not his own word, but in God's word. Yes, yes. Not his own ability to speak, but God's utterance through him. Oh, yes. Jeremiah was an inspired prophet. He was a weeping and wailing prophet. God revealed to him directly what he was to say. God will put the words in your yes, mouth. Yeah. God gave me seven years of in front of 3,000 women. God has never met before. I said with a bishop side by side who's known all over the world who said with Walter Hawkins. Record it. We preach the gospel together. We set our panel together. So I've been in hot places. Don't, don't, don't be sad for the small church. I've been on stage with Bishop Jackson, some of his cohorts. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hey, first lady, she knows me by name. So I know people in hot places. I ain't just named her. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't have to do all that to feel important because God says I'm important just the way I am. And I'm grateful to God that I've had those experiences. God had to show me where I was going. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I saw the big picture. Jesus. And I said to myself, God ain't ready to So I just bagged on back. Hey, y'all. Thank you for letting me share the stage with you, but I don't want the responsibility right now. I'm good where I'm at. 
The lights were big. The people were broad. There was people everywhere from all over the world. Yes, and I was on stage and those people saw me. Let that give me the big hand. Man. Oh, yes. Because I stood on stage with bishops and elders and deacons and da 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 Some people get into all that. I don't get into that. Where was Jesus at? Was, was Jesus in the crowd? Yeah, that's what I'm concerned with. That's what I'm supposed to say. On Jesus, on God, and what he's called me to do, and nothing else. What has God called you to say? And you haven't said it yet. Think about it. Preachers today are not inspired like they used to be. They so focused on paying them large building maintenance fees and insurance fees and building million dollar, billion dollar churches where they fill them with people who are lost and they leave home lost. They leave church lost, they go back home still lost. So you fill in these mega stadiums with hungry people, but you're not feeding the sheep. These preachers may study the scriptures to know what to preach. But when on the basis of that study do they preach God's word and not their own? As Paul says, the word is near you in your mouth because it's been planted in your the word is planted, you always got a word. The word has been hidden in my heart. You don't have to be a great speaker or an orator to preach the gospel. I've done that too. But God's word is powerful enough to accomplish his purpose. It doesn't matter how big or small you are. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. It doesn't matter how experienced or inexperienced you are. When God puts the word inside of your mouth, oh yeah. it's going to come out the way God intended it. Paul offended a lot of people because he was one of those preachers who didn't hold back. He told it. But he liked it enough. Yeah. Sometimes he wasn't nice about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't like Paul. No, he's too hard. Mm-hmm. You don't like his ministry. Paul went on to plant so many churches and wrote most of his testament. But what if Paul had stopped when people rejected him? Right, right. Right. He wouldn't have Corinthians, he wouldn't have Galatians. He wouldn't have Colossians. He wouldn't have First and Second. He wouldn't have any of those books. He would have missed out on some good stuff had Paul quit when he got rejected because God called him by night. He said, Saul! What has God called each of you to do? Amen, 
whatever that is, get to it. Amen. May not be called to preach, but whatever he's called you to do, get to it. I am a preacher, so I preach. I'm also a pastor, so I shepherd. I'm also an employee, so I work. The church does not pay my salary. And I don't want the benevolence of the church. These are not your ties at at work. He going to work 10 30 to 7. 8, 9, 9, 9. <laughs> Every day, holidays, Saturdays, Sundays, so that I can live the way God intended for me to live. He said, if a man don't work, he shall not eat. That's, That's right. right. That's right. That's what he said. I don't know why some of these preachers get it twisted. Paul was a tent maker. Yes, he was. Jesus was a carpenter. It's all right to live off the offerings of the church, but don't make it a habit. Amen. I go to work every day, and I don't mind working for myself. Amen. So I don't have to depend on the benevolence of the church because the church dollars can go to the church. Amen. Imagine that. I don't miss a beat. Yes. Even when I lost my job, I still didn't miss a beat because I was happy. Yes, I did. I took eight months off. Who does that? And God will take care of his people. Yes, he will. No matter what things you fall in, I today go to God said, I will supply. Provide everything you need. Here now, some of our wants, we may have to work a little hard. But you said, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So his wealth never runs out. Yes. So I am rich in the Lord. Yes. Yes. I am rich in the Lord because I said yes. Hallelujah. I will preach the gospel. Most gospel preachers could earn a lot more money doing something else. I could do something else. But I thank God for his benevolence over my life. Because his benevolence, his well is deep. Yes, Lord. And it never runs dry. Amen. Never runs dry. So just because I put in those long hours does not mean I don't get rewarded for it. So I'm a blessing to be a blessing. And I thank God that he has made me the lender and not the borrower. And I'm so grateful that I'm not selfish with my blessings because I don't mind sharing with you what I have because at the end of the day I can take it with me. When that dirt is pouring on my grave, the money's saved. That's right. So, sure, I save a little for my family, Sunday college. Sure, I, I, I save some for myself, but I don't mind sharing what I have. Amen. 
And that's just who I am. That's how I'm built. Amen. That's how I'm made. And I refuse to let anybody change that. Because when you give, right. open hand. Yes, right. The hands are equally open to receive. Yes, Lord. God says, give, and you shall receive. Amen. lost people in this world yes, and we need so many laborers yes, the harvest is plenty but the laborers are few oh yes amen and we need to have more laborers in the gospel tell somebody about Jesus amen. you don't have to be a great speaker to tell somebody about Jesus it. Amen. just tell them do you know that Jesus died for your sins? All of them. Past, perfect, and the one you're going to commit, he died for them too. They've all been dealt with problems. So stop yes. putting Jesus on the cross. Amen. Yes. 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 Jesus took on all the sins in the world. So stop feeling guilty. I don't feel guilty no more about who I am. Because I know whatever sin that I commit, Jesus already paid the price. I don't commit sin knowing that it's going to be paid. That's foolish. But if I should stumble and fall, I know God is going to pick me up. Yes, yes. And I don't have to depend on people to receive me or accept who I am. Amen. It doesn't matter. That's right. God says it, that settles it. Period. Amen. Not the end. That's it. And I'm not going to fight about it. Because the word says, for God so loved the world yes. that he gave his only begotten yes. son that there's that word again whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life so at the end of the day nobody doubts who you are they start to judge you well, the word of God says in John 3 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his son that we should believe in him, not perish, but everybody's not. So I'm whosoever. Amen. So uh, back to Paul. Yes, Lord. <laughs> I'm not here to please you, I'm here to please God. Amen. Oh, yes. Thank so, Lord. I accept my charge with responsibility. And with seriousness. I don't take it lightly. And even though I don't have a whole lot of members, I'm okay with the ones I have left. Amen. Amen. Because you don't need a crowd 
Jesus had the crowd following him and they saw the miracle and they minister of the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. I put God first. Amen. I've been called to preach this word and I'm going to do it until the day I cross over. Amen. I am dedicated for the rest of my life and I refuse to give up. As these go, let us come. Amen. As these go, let us come. Come in and receive the gospel of love. God needs more workers in the vineyard. And I thank him for sending you to connect with me. I don't have to convince you if I'm connected or not, just hide in my yeah. And watch the Lord do his due diligence in my life, such as he always has, because I said yes to him and he sought after me. He came and found me. <laughs> Even when I wasn't looking for him, he found me. And I am grateful to God that I said yes. Obedience is better than any sacrifice. Oh, yeah. And I would rather be obedient than to sacrifice 
my blessings for anyone. My blessings are secure in the Lord. They are mine. I own them. They are my blessings. Nobody else can have them. But in order for me to receive them, I have to be obedient to what God has asked me to do. And God will unleash all of my blessings. Oh, yes, he will. Not at once, because he knows there's a lot. I got a big old corner lot in that heavenly place. Amen. So I'm waiting for my crown. Because I'm going to do the work that God has called me to do. Oh, yes. And I suggest you do the same. Amen. You don't have to preach like me. You don't have to pray like me. God will put the words in your mouth. Yes, he does do. And he'll tell you what to say. Yes, he will. You don't have to be fancy. You don't have to be eloquent. You just have to be writing God's word. Yes. Yes. This is, this is what's truth right here. Yes. This is the only truth we have. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Let God be true. God, I thank you for this privilege and opportunity. I thank you that you have called me to such a time as this. Thank you for pulling me from the pew to the pulpit, Father God. And thank you for equipping me to preach and teach the gospel. I thank you, God, for my gifts. I don't take them lightly and I won't abuse them. I thank you, Father God, for every good and perfect gift that you have placed inside of me. And I ask you, oh God, to show your people who they are. Show them that you have planted at least one gift inside of them. And I ask you, oh God, to help them use that gift for your glory as they edify others in Christ. It is in Jesus' name I pray.